It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back. It is the third and final hour of the program here on Thursday. And uh, we are going to be getting you ready for Jack filling in for the next couple of days. And uh, we are going to next. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're right there. There you go. Perfect. It's a, I know it's a little bit different than the last time you were in different music. Yeah. Different theme, different intro. That's okay. So, but it's the same. Relatively same stuff in the look at through my old man brain. Relative, you know, it's I'm getting uncreative when it comes to having them, you know, write the actual writing the actual script for those things. Ah, I'm like, I, all right, I, phone number, app chat. I'll just keep mentioning the same things. I'm not know, really creative. The interesting with that. thing about uh, live radio is that everything you hear that is a bumper has a script, and people don't realize how much goes into it. Right, and then <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> I had to write them all, and realize, oh, wait. I already used that joke. Oh, wait. I already used that pun. Okay. I'm, but, uh, I'm, I'm constantly going through all co- old columns I've written. Said, Did I use this metaphor before? Did I use this? After a while, you do. Because there's only so many. That was the great thing about being a sports writer is you can reuse those all the time. And it's, it's, it's good. It's actually like shtick almost to use it over and over again. Like I, I can't tell you how many times when Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker were on the Celtics together. How many times I referred to them as the di- the dynamic duo, and I made the Batman and Robin comparisons to them. <laughs> and it's funny because when the, when I first started covering the team and writing about it, you know, Antoine was the star and Pierce was the up and coming young guy. Mm. So you know, Antoine was Batman and Pierce was Robin. And then very quickly, Paul Pierce's skill set surpassed Antoine Walker, and he became the Batman to Antoine's Robin. It was just you know. The same same joke over and over again. Yeah. But you know those recreated. kind of things. People people kind of like the jokes if they're good ones. Like you know, so they I, become I, touchstones. I do think, like I said, with sports you can get away with it. If you're a columnist like you are, mm-hmm. you know, you can get away with it because it becomes part of your thing. Like you know, I read Howie Carr's stuff that he writes, and he uses the same nicknames and references for people all the time because that becomes kind of his thing. So it, it kind of works. If I was reading that all the time in, you know, a, a different type of format, I don't think I, I'd be annoyed by it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Early in my career as a columnist, I was kind of like a Howie Carr wannabe. And I, I you know, I would, you know, do a lot of shtick stuff with um, uh, pet names for people. And at a certain point, I decided that it was just uh, a little divisive and I'm not, not the right fit for a community level. So I sort of got away from that, um, especially when I became the news editor. I, I didn't think... It was really appropriate for me to do that anymore, but not but, only uh, is it divisive, but also it's difficult because if you come up with a nickname for one, that means you're going to come up with a nickname for everybody. Yeah. Having said that, I think a lot of Howie stuff is very, very entertaining and, and creative. Like, um, uh, you know, I, I particularly like that when he called um, uh, Ch- Charlie Baker, Charlie Parker. Like, you know, was anybody ever knew? Well, yeah. Know, I mean, the, going back to the the Biden yeah, gaff, but yeah. I I like the, I like the Tall Duvall name better. Yeah, Tartavar was a good one. Because, you know, if you're going to mock his politics, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So I And, you know, what's funny is, um, 
you kind of get some of that like with callers in talk radio that the people who call in, they might dub themselves as something like we had Dirty Deb who called in all the time. And people thought for sure that we called her Dirty Deb. We got phone calls from people like, you know, I really enjoy her calls. I think it's terrible that you guys call her Dirty Deb. Like, no, no, no. She calls herself that. That's how she identified herself when she started calling. So I'm wondering, should I come up with a nickname for uh, Mayor Mitchell and City Council President Linda Morad? I mean, I I think Gilly probably has a few nicknames for Linda Morad. I'll leave Gilly's to Gilly. I know he has some other (laughs) names. But I think that, um, yeah, you know, you wonder about that. Like, because it's hard, like you said, at the local level to have that shtick because you're going to see that person. Yes, Yes, these are people who are from our own community. We inter- interact with them. So I think it's different than in a metropolitan level where it's, it's people at a distance. It's, it's more anonymous. Uh, so I, I don't think the model quite fits the local level. And I don't even I don't even know what nickname you would come up with for the mayor. Oh, I could come up with some. <laughs> Believe <laughs> but, me. But something that would be like universal that we'd use every time or or something. Well, that- the, the, the problem is that if you're calling someone Tall Duvall or, or Charlie Parker every single time you mention them, you have made it clear that you don't like anything about them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really want to do that because almost everybody on the local level, I do find something to like about them. And so I, you know, I think, um, you know, then it becomes so that you have to use it all the time. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't done it. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think that there's like, you know, I, I, I did refer to him as, you know, DJ Mayer when he, came in and he hosted in the morning show because he came in and he had all these songs and I was like, hey, it's the DJ Mayor, you know? Like, that's all right. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a situational kind of thing. And but it, I, don't, I don't think I'd ever come up with a name. complimentary. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever come up with a name to call somebody all the time. It just seems, you know, like you said, not only is, does it seem kind of wrong and divisive, but also it doesn't apply to every situation. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I do think this um, uh, good guys and bad guys... Um, uh, people I disagree with politically are, are, are not just um, uh, my opponents. They are my enemies. They, they are evil, I think, is, is one of the things that's really hurting the country. So I've tried, when I, I talk to conservatives, you know, when I fill in, I try to listen and be respectful, and I hope they do that to me, like, you know, because I think that's better. Uh, you should see some of the horrible nicknames that I get called yeah. in the app chat. So yeah. well, We don't always succeed, but we try. <laughs> the, um, the, the other part of it, too, is that here, you know, we're, we're trying to foster an environment where, you know, we want these callers to be able to yes. call back in. So if you're going to call in and, you know, be a jerk about things, well, nobody's going to want to hear you every day if you're going to call in and be a jerk. You know, there's one caller, Mary, who her and I go back and forth sometimes, but sometimes we also have great, perfectly fine conversations. I've noticed that lately, especially you have these nice conversations with Mary. Um, the last time I filled in, I actually, be, toward the last, final hour, I began to get some liberals calling. And so I think the liberals are listening to, to oh for to, sure to, to, to the station. They may not call as much because they they're not sure you know uh, if they of their footing here. But I think that they're getting more 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 confident that they're therefore that this is a forum for them too. Mm-hmm. I, I think really the only people that 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 don't belong calling into this station and calling into talk radio are what I call the hijackers. Yes. The people who just want to take over the conversation and make it be about what they... Now, it's one thing if you, you know, want to call in and bring up something that we might not be talking about. Generally, you know, unless we're really hot on a topic, you know, if I'm getting a ton... Like, you know, yesterday we're talking about the... Um, we're talking about the... Uh, oh, started ringing and then stopped. Yesterday we're talking about the secu- new security measures for the feast. 
And the phone lines were lit up with people that wanted to talk about that. So if somebody had called in and said, I want to talk about the cocaine in the White House, I would have said, I'm sorry, no, this is, we're talking about this. I, I've got people that want to talk about this. I don't want to derail the conversation. Maybe call back later. But if, you know, we're just going from topic to topic and topic and somebody wants to bring it up, great. What I don't like is when somebody calls in and they just want to control the conversation and not have a back and forth yeah. with me. But, you know, it's like, it's like in life, anybody who's like... Um, filibustering with you in a conversation, even if it's in the hallways, in mm -hmm. the newsroom, wherever, you, you want to tell them, cut to the chase. Like, you know, because it's boring if you if you just go on and on and on and meander. I mean, some people are very interesting personalities by their nature and they can pull it off, but but most of us, I think, um, if, you, if you're going on and on and on, you're, you're just getting boring. We have a term in the paranormal world called energy vampire. And it, it, it's not somebody who, you know, sucks your blood and bites your neck. An energy vampire is somebody who just wants to suck all the energy out of you. You know, yeah. that they, they're talking to you and the more they talk to you, you're just kind of like, oh my God, why am I dealing with this right now? That's and a you, great term. You walk away from them feeling drained. <laughs> and, and that happens. I mean, Maybe it I happens in that. society. Sir, you're being an energy vampire. <laughs> well, I, th I think part of it is, I, you know, I think part of it is with a lot of these energy vampires, they realize it. They know that they're doing it. So it's not, you know, some people just don't, some people are ramblers and they don't realize they're ramblers. Yeah. You know, I was a kid, I talked a lot as a kid and I didn't always realize when I was talking too much yeah. and I've become hyper aware of it over the years. When I get tired, I really get tired. You know, obviously this is different because if I don't talk, it's dead air and you got to fill the space. So I have to talk a lot, but the rest of the day, you know, if I'm out having some, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm bothering Phil Devitt a little bit too much today. I'm bothering Jason a little bit too much. I start to become kind of hyper aware of yeah. it. Energy vampires, if they do become aware of it, they just keep going anyway. Uh, because, you know... That's it, why they're vampires. Yeah. It's just more about <laughs> them controlling everything. So, And we, we probably have a few people that call in that are like that. So if you call in and you're an energy vampire... I won't. Uh, I won't point it out. I'll just you know start saying a prayer and uh, rub garlic on the phone. That's uh, all I know. Like my, 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 that was my mother's uh, solution to everything. Was pray for pray for them, Jack. Pray pray for them. <laughs> Sometimes when I hang up that phone, I have to pray for them and me. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and chime in, we were talking earlier uh, about the first of all the police contract is uh, now. In the hands of the city council, they'll have to they'll have to approve it, but I'm sure that they will. And you're now going to see pay increases. You're now going to see a, a bunch of different factors in this now that I think will help with recruiting. Uh, so as I said, more pay, vacation time for veteran officers, uh, the residency requirement knocked down from ten years to four years for new hires. Uh, the the people who are already on the force who had been complaining about why are they giving five thousand dollars to new recruits. Well, the people who are on the force that are there 30 days after the contract is ratified, they're going to get $3,000. And, of course, body cameras. And I think body cameras, first and foremost, is a big, big deal out of this because, as New Bedford Light has reported today, there's a officer who is on leave because of an altercation with a suspect that if he had on a body camera during that interaction, there wouldn't have been an issue. But instead, he put misinformation on a police report which led to him being placed on leave. He said it was a simple mistake. The camera would have been able to have him write an accurate report. It's also in interesting to note that the misinformation allowed him to handcuff that suspect who probably didn't need to be handcuffed otherwise. Uh, the suspect didn't drop the bike. He, he did. Uh, so 
you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I do have some feelings about the police contract. I think it's a good one. I, I support the $3,000 for all officers to keep them from leaving. But I'll tell you what they told me when I first got to New Bedford. The police contract is the lead contract. When the unions bargain things, what the police get, everybody else used to get. So just, you know, they have a, a, a hiring problem in the rest of the city also. Yes. They can't fill positions. So are we setting a precedent now we're going to have to give everybody who works for the city virtually, and that's hundreds and hundreds of employees, $3,000 to stay and not leave their job. So you can expect the other unions to ask for the same thing that the police asked for. I know the police are more vital in some respects because they're public safety, but you got to be careful because what I was told was what the police get, everybody else then asks for. And so the question remains, and I don't hear enough people talking about it, who is representing the property taxpayers of New Bedford? You know, we hear a lot about the city employees, the need for quality city employees. I agree with all that. But, you know, I'm a property taxpayer in New Bedford, and I think that, you know, we don't really hear enough from the council. You do hear it from the mayor, but you don't hear it from the council, in my opinion, about the property taxpayers. And if you're going to give up, now the mayor negotiated this contract, not not the council. So right. he's the one who gave it away. He's had some problems with the police department. This this kind of contract to me looks like he's definitely running for re-election. You know, it kind of takes the well, police. I don't, I don't think the timing of it is coincidence. Yeah, so it takes the police issue off the table a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I just think these contracts always look good when they're first announced and they always look humane to the people you know, but there are, more, there are two different sides that need to be humane to, and the property taxpayers are the other one. I don't, do, you, do you think, so my mind goes to, okay, and, I, and again, I don't mean to make it all about WBSM and the mayor's appearance here on South Coast Now and all of that, but he comes in an hour after the press release goes out that they've, they've reached this agreement after a couple of years of not having a contract. He comes in. He can talk about that with them next week, maybe next week, maybe the week after he can come in and announce that he's running again. It seems like it's all lining up for, yeah. for that. There's no doubt that incumbents have enormous advantages, uh, whether they're on the city council or in the mayor's office, because they can make news and it's legitimate news. The, the settlement of a police contract is legitimate news. But if you're a candidate running for re-election, that is an opportunity to get good publicity, to get a lot of discussion on talk radio and in the newspapers that other candidates just don't have that ability. That's why there is this incumbent advantage and. You know, people like me and others have, have, have said, do we need term limits? Because there, there are just these enormous advantages. Well, why don't we uh, take this phone call here? Good morning. You're on WBSM. First thing, Tim, do you have any garlic? <laughs> I didn't bring any in, no. Okay, so I can talk then. <laughs> What's on your mind, Gilly? All my mind. I called in because of uh, I heard the interview with Kalima yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think he did a hell of a job the way he presented his case why he's not running for uh, War 5. Yes. You know, he did one hell of a job because he wants to do, you know, down the pier and all. So now we have a contender for Consulate Lodge. So we also have another former Consulate that's running for Consulate Lodge. And do what? So... No, I'm just thinking, uh, Catherine and Paul might not need that re uh, the term limit thing. Maybe these two guys can overtake Linda and Brian. 
I, I think you're forgetting, Gilly, that another advantage the incumbents have is that by state law, they come first on the ballot. And so oh, yes, all yes. the incumbents in that large race will be listed before all the challenges. And human habits being what they are, some people just get on the ballot, I mean, the first name they like, first, yep. they, they the first check, line. and then they get, they, all, they get down to Bruce Duart or, or to um, uh, Scott Lemer, and they say, oh, I, I didn't realize they were, but I've always used my checks. So there is, no, there is an advantage. Also, believe it or not, they also, they all, if you have a long name, and they vote for them too. And like 40% of the people vote for the number one person that's at the top. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know it, 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 well, here's here's the other thing. You know, I, I enjoy the interview with, with Scott Lima and Marcus and Chris. I might not have been listening 100% to it because I was also like taking notes from it because I wrote the story um, as as they were doing the interview. I didn't, I don't remember them, I don't remember him addressing going up against his current colleagues. Like, oh, that, that's the thing. He never did that. And of course, he's not he going to. somebody off because not only, like they said, he's got a base on Ward 5 that really, you know, voters from Ward 5, you know, they're going to vote for him. So can, can you run for counselor at large without feeling like, one of those five people aren't doing the job well enough. Can you run and campaign on the idea of, hey, I'm just who I am, and if you like me, vote for me. I'm not saying I'm better than the other five that are there, but, you know, if you like me, you can vote for me. Can you run this campaign without having to, you know, run against one of the five incumbents? I think you can if you don't have an ego. If you remember correctly, a few years back, Linda Morag took off papers for mayor, council at large, and council award one. When Marky was there, so what is she telling him? I don't think he's doing his job right. Why would you take papers out of? You know what I mean. So you never know the way the council is right now. You never know. A lot of the councilors they want to speak up against Linda and Brian, but they're afraid. Okay, I go to all the meetings, so you know that. I, so now all of a sudden they're coming out. At least they'll be able to speak their mind. That's all I, I think I think the candidate, when you announce your candidacy yourself, that's implicitly critical of saying, I think I'm better than the people that are there. I mean, yeah, of course. No, fair, fair point. I mean, and, and, and listen, you know, you know, you guys wrote up about me having some names for Linda Morad. What I want to bring up is you guys got to realize I worked for that. I, I, I know, Gilly, I'm just going to hold you there because we have to take a break and uh, we're up against no, it. So I just want to say that. Uh, Scott Lima did one hell of a job. So Absolutely. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into the news with Adam, and we'll take more of your phone calls, 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right. We are back. Uh, we're going to be going into the newsroom in a moment with Adam, but you can call in at 508-996-0500. We will, uh, we will take your calls and uh, we will take your app chat messages as well on the WBSM app. We will also take your open line voicemails if you want to send those in. And uh, we will be able to talk about all the different things that we've been discussing this morning. We'll have more to say about the police contract. We'll talk maybe about the fee security measures with Jack here. And uh, we'll get a preview a little bit later on about what he's going to be talking with you for the next two days while he'll be filling in for me while I am down in Gettysburg. All right. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. A drone attack that struck the Ukrainian capital of Kiev has left one person dead. 
Ukrainian officials reported a drone attack last night, which involved Shahid drones made by the country of Iran. The drones came in from multiple directions, and officials from Kiev claimed 20 drones and two cruise missiles were destroyed during the attack last night. The Secret Service will brief House Oversight Committee this morning on their investigation into a bag of cocaine found inside the White House. Committee Chair James Comer has been requesting the briefing for days. In making that request, the Kentucky Republican told the director of the Secret Service the incident had raised concerns about the level of security maintained at the White House. The discovery earlier this month prompted a partial evacuation of the White House. President Biden was out of town at the time. Elon Musk is announcing a new AI company after months of teasing an alternative to to ChatGPT. Musk says XAI will work to understand the true nature of the universe. He promises more details on the company this Friday. Musk backed OpenAI early on, but later criticized ChatGPT for giving politically correct responses. President Biden says he accomplished the goals he set at NATO in the summer, summit in Lithuania. Trey Thomas reports. Biden told reporters it will be some time before Ukraine becomes a member of NATO. I look forward to the day when we're having the meeting celebrating their official membership in NATO. But added, Ukrainian President Zelensky understands he has the support of the U.S. and NATO allies as Russia's invasion continues. I'm Trey Thomas. Disney is extending CEO Bob Iger's contract through 2026. Iger famously had a 15-year run as CEO before he stepped down in 2020. Bob Chapek took over the job for less than a year before Iger was rehired last November. This week, Disney announced it would be extending Iger's contract in a statement on Wednesday. Iger said he believed Disney's long-term future is incredibly bright. And reenactment of the deadly mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, could take place within the next month. A Broward County judge approved the motion earlier today to allow two reenactments of when a gunman opened fire in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, killing 17 people and injuring 17 others. The request was filed by four families of the victims and a survivor. The Federal Trade Commission is going to appeal a court decision to allow Microsoft to acquire video gaming giant Activision Blizzard. The FTC filed a notice of appeal Wednesday evening with the U.S. District Court in San Francisco. That followed a federal judge this week denying the FTC's request for an injunction to put a temporary hold on Microsoft's $69 billion merger with Activision Blizzard. And today is National French Friday, but they're not French. Brie Tennis has more. American potatoes cooked in Greece. Is there anything better? We've been eating fries since the year 1680, and no one really knows where they're from, except we know they're not French. The kind we eat today are actually Belgium, although historians say St. Teresa cooked the first French fries in Spain, but they were more Mediterranean. But they were made with potatoes from the New World, so we circle back to America. And there are deals to be had today. It's National French Fry Day. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Sox are back from break tomorrow. They'll play the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field at 8.05 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
Not a whole lot going on as we head through the day today. You can expect a little bit more cloud cover than what we saw yesterday. It's going to be humid, high near 84, and then we'll keep that humidity and the mugginess as we head into the overnight hours. We'll see a low of 73, and then the rain and thunderstorms start to move through in the overnight hours, and that's going to be with us through Friday morning commute. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 77 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Tim Weisberg here along with Jack Spillane who will be here with you for the next couple of days. We do have a call on the line, so let's take that. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? It's going with this heat, but it is still going. I got my fans going and trying to get by. Uh, Jack, uh, nice to see you on. I don't always agree with you, but I like your opinions at times. Uh, you, You know, you call them as you see them. You're like a good umpire. A strike is a strike, and a ball is a ball. It's not different for every every side. And so, same, uh, same back at you, because I listen to your calls all the time. Oh, I'm not trying to be on the radio. I just mm-hmm. want to express my opinion as a taxpayer and a uh, voter and have a, um, what do you call it, a uh, an informed uh, vote when I do vote, even if I may not vote the way some people like. Uh, back to the police contract, okay? I tend to watch a lot of uh, uh, Boston news, and on one of the programs, I think it was Adam Riley's Talking Politics, Ed uh, uh, Flynn was on, who Chris told me was uh, Ray Flynn's bro- uh, son, okay? And he mentioned about the problems they were having there in Boston, same as New Bedford, with uh, losing uh, police officers and things like that. Uh, but one of the problems he brought up that we don't bring up here is that he said... We have, a, you know, some people, you know, replacing and we're recruiting people and trying to incentivize people to come into the uh, police department. He says, but what we're losing uh, when an, an experienced officer leaves is their experience. He says, and even though some of the younger people coming in are really into it and, you know, will probably make good officers, uh, that takes time, okay? And no matter what we do, as some of these uh, uh, experienced police officers leave, uh, it's going to be hard to replace them. Yeah, and I think that one of the problems is that we have to get back to admiring police officers in general. It used to be that when I was a, a, a young boy, you looked up to the police and you knew there were some bad officers here and there, but it was an admirable thing that people wanted to, to, to be. But with all the publicity of the um, video phone tapings of police officers, you know, uh, beating on, 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 you know, 
black people and, and, and others, uh, I think that a lot of people don't want to go into the job anymore, and that's understandable. And so we have to begin talking, you know, left and right. We have to begin talking to each other is what's reasonable for a police officer, what's not reasonable. We have to get back to the point where we, where the public in general admires them because you're going to have this problem that young men don't want and young women don't want to go into it. Well, um, well, it is a tough job, and I would never want to do it myself if I was a young person, old person. But I, I see as one of the problems, and again, they reduce the amount of time that a police officer has to live in New Bedford from 10 years to 4 uh, okay, yeah, they can live where they want, do what they want, but it becomes an us-and-them situation. Now you have a police officer who works in New Bedford, earns his money, takes it out to the suburbs, where is where I would want to live, too, okay? And you're not really, uh, you know, in the community. It's us-and-them, and that's that's unfortunate. That's I, unfortunate. I, I don't know that that's necessarily the Well, case, you live though. in Wareham, uh, Tim, okay? Well, so yeah, I can see I you have but, that opinion, okay? But again, I, it's like an invading force coming well, in. Well, hold, hold on. I remember, so, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me finish. Go. I remember when the police officer used to be down true. the street, okay? And so I got to know the guy. He was my neighbor. Right now, he's not a neighbor. All right, Tim, I'll let you talk. Thanks. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> I want to stay on the show. Tim. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. What's your first name, caller? Joe. Joe. All right. So uh, we'll have the uh, we'll have the Joe show added to the schedule, though, so that you won't. Well, get that's interrupted. when you can put the uh, Gilly Safiotti show before me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that people do have a tendency to think that that you know that not living in the community means that you won't be as invested as you might be in the community. But I don't know if that's necessarily true because you're still getting up and doing that job every day. I don't think that you can be a police officer and not care about the community that you're working in, not caring about the people that you're encountering every day. So I don't, I don't really think that that works the same way. You know, nobody thinks about it with a fire, you know, a, a, a firefighter to say, well, if that firefighter lives in Dartmouth, they're not going to want to go. They're not going to care enough to go put out fires in New Bedford. They're going to do the job. They're going to be invested in the job because they're getting paid to do the job. Well, again, here's another one of my pet peeves. Uh, we've had a lot of excellent people serve the city, not only in police and in fire, but they're working for the city. They've named buildings after the people. Once they get through working for the city and they retire, they move to the suburbs. And heck, I'd like to live in the suburbs too. At my age and with money I have, I just can't afford it. Could I bring up another issue? Yeah, other just than one, one point. I, uh, even former mayors, we have a couple of them who moved to the suburbs. Well, after, yeah, after I could see so <laughs> I could see where at, at, at an old age, like uh, a former Mayor Markey, I would want to move. Former Mayor Bullitt. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so again, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a, a noble and surf type of situation to me, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tim is right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the city council, if I can. Uh, I listened to uh, Scott Lima the other day. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by his presentation and his, his mind and his talk and everything. Uh, and I do believe that uh, there's going to be some odd person out if everybody runs. I don't know who was the last person to uh, get votes uh, for the city council, who was the, at the bottom of the list getting in there. That Maybe it's that person, the person who got the, you know, the least amount of yeah, votes out of I believe all. it was Naomi Carney. Okay. Could maybe that could be the thing. Uh, and I'm impressed with him, as I am impressed with... Oh, no, Shane Burgo, I'm sorry. Shane Burgo, okay, I think. All right, okay. uh, as I am impressed also, too, uh, with Joe Lopes, okay, and his delivery and his 
I've watched him on TV when he ran the city council, and uh, you know, very uh, uh, the man can do the job. However, I see in both of them two people who might agree with the mayor. Okay, and I think it cost Joe Lopes in the South End and in Ward Six because they had that uh, water works down there that a lot of the people didn't like. They also had down there the uh, the uh, put, put in in uh, the old Billy Woods Wharf of Cisco, which there wasn't a uh, what do you call it there a um, uh, a uh, open meeting first before that went in there, and I realized Cisco was brought money into the city and uh, the and doing very well and stuff like that, and uh, the, the city needs that. Okay, uh, but uh, the the people of Ward Six were kind of pushed aside, you know, like uh, okay, get back to work, you know, like that. This is what's going to happen, and you know you can't do that. And I and I think that might have been the reason for Joe Lopes losing. Otherwise, a very competent, uh, you know, uh, representative of, of Ward 6. And you had the rise of Ryan Ferreira. Okay? So, uh, you know, uh, it might mean that the mayor has two people uh, on the council now that are more in line with his views. And it might divide the council more than it is right now if these two gentlemen uh, get in. Uh, even though they're very, uh, very competent. There's no question about it. But uh, I... I that's just my view. I'll, I'll be quiet and see what you guys think. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Joe. All right. Uh, we do have to take a break. Uh, thank you very much for the call. If you want to just drop it off there. Uh, so we have the totals here. I went and looked them up as, uh, as as Joe was speaking. So in the last election, Ian Abreu had the most votes, 3,830. Brian Gomes, 3,123. Linda Morad, 2,884. Naomi Carney, 2,714. And Shane Burgo, 2,364. So it was a little less than, than uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head, a little less than 400 votes between the, the fifth place and the fourth place person. So uh, that's, uh, and, and also, um, you know, you got to take into account too, that was a 2021 election. More people might come out and vote this year, especially if the question gets on the ballot. You know, well, if we have a contested mayor's race, there's a lot of little things that can bring in that can affect that. Jack, why don't we take our next break? Callers, hang on. We'll get to you when we come back on the other side. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. I don't know. Do you want to play music? Oh, that's right. Here we go. You gotta pot it up there. Pot us down because we're on the air. back 508-996-0500 before we take a call i just want to let everybody out there know that uh you might be thinking it's time to get your home looking better than it is you know maybe after after the winter the spring the wet weather we've had you feel like yeah 
You just need to sharpen up its appearance a little bit. Maybe you want to put some vinyl siding on the outside of your home to make it nice and easy to blast it with the hose and keep it looking as best as it can. Maybe you want to replace your roof because your roof is fading. You know that it's not going to hold up to the elements that much longer. You want to get a beautiful new roof on your home. Even if it's something on the exterior like that, call Precision Window and Kitchen. I know that their name is about kitchens and windows, and they do all of that too, but they also do work to the outside of your home as well. They can make your home look beautiful, and they can make it far more energy efficient. No more letting all the cold AC go out the windows, go out the top of the roof, all that money wasted. They'll make sure the AC stays in in the summertime. They'll make sure that the warm air stays in in the wintertime. So check them out at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can also visit them at their showroom, 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford. If you go in there, if you talk to them about the different materials that they can use and the ways that they can save you money, and maybe even if you ask nicely, they might take you in the back and show you how they actually make all of the stuff there. They put it all together right there behind the showroom. They make the double-paned glass windows there. They don't send out for those. They don't get those delivered from somewhere else. They craft those right behind the showroom. So they have everything that they need to get the job done quicker than the other guys and better than the other guys. So check them out, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right. Do they do houses like mine that need everything done at once? I don't know if they'll do everything at once. I think they'll do one thing at a time, but they'll do them all while they're there. All right. But they're not going to start a window and then go do a door. And then they're <laughs> going to start the window. They're going to finish the window. All right. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Catherine. <laughs> good morning. Um, let me just get the reporting out of the way. And then I've got uh, a suggestion, a recommendation for you, Tim, in Gettysburg. Um, we'll be at Shaw's today from 2 to 6. And uh, we'll be at a different location starting tomorrow, and I'll call in to Jack and announce that. But this is, of course, for the petition signing for term limits for city council. Um, We're well over the halfway mark uh, by about 250, 300 uh, signatures, but, you know, we need to get them all, plus a buffer. So please come, if you haven't yet, to sign the petition at Shaw's 2 to 6 today. And Tim, go if maybe somebody's recommended this. It's called the Cops of Trees, C-O-P-S-E. That's where the Mass Regiment under General Hancock um, defended against Pickett's charge. And the, the it was stopped. And a lot of people think it was the beginning of the end of the Civil War. Um, and the Cops of Trees, those are the, it's, they're enclosed. They're the trees that were still there, were there when this happened. Wow. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Okay. We're, sorry. No, we're going to be checking out the battlefield. So I, now I can't do any of my ghost stuff at the battlefield. They don't allow that there. So I will be, you know, just going there for the historical aspect of it and, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, re- remembrance, having some moments of silence and, and maybe taking yeah. some photos. So I'll definitely make sure I check that out. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Right. Thank Thanks, you both. Have a good Bye. weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. And uh, before we take a call. You can just hit the off button. You don't have to. Uh, So before we take another call, let's take our final break so we can make sure that we don't miss it. We'll be back in just a few moments, and we'll wrap up with the callers that we have on hold. And coming up in just a few moments, it'll be Chris and Marcus with South Coast Now, but let's squeeze in another call or two before we run out of time. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, guys. What's going on, John? Uh, Hey, John. How you doing, Jack? Good. Looking forward to a good discussion tomorrow from you. Yep, I hope so. I have a good topic. 
Oh, perfect. All right, good. Um, Jack, I noticed you said that there's a lot of, um, you know, police, you know, that, that aren't getting respected anymore, and that's due to, um, you know, uh, police brutality against black people. In a, in a lack of well, a better word. I, I, I don't want to blame it completely on the police, but there's been a lot of negative publicity. You can analyze it as to whose responsibility is on both sides. But um, there's no doubt that the presence of video cameras and police interactions, particularly with the African-American community, has made it much more controversial than it used to be. Yeah, I think I think um, the rollout with the body cameras, you know, in New Bedford, that'll be a good... Um, you know, for the police and for the um, the people that are accusing, you know, the cops of, of you know, police brutality and everything else. Um, I think it's good on both sides uh, of the matter. Um, and both sides support it. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I was a cop, you know, um, you know, I, I would want to be wearing a camera just to, just to you know, back myself up. Um, I'm going to have to just hold you there, John, just because we're out oh, of time. Yeah. But right, hey, have, a, have fun on your trip tomorrow, Tim. Thank you so much. You have a good weekend. And uh, that'll about do it for today's program. Uh, we will uh, give you the announced winners of the contest to win the uh, pair of tickets to see Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It is happening at the Zyterian Theater coming up, uh, well, the 21st through the 30th, most of those dates. Uh, Zyterian.org if you want to be able to pick up those tickets. Uh, but we'll be reaching out to the winners today, the final two winners of those tickets. And next week I'll be back with you, and we'll have some tickets to other things to give away. So, Jack, that's, you're ineligible to win now, though, because you come in here and, and help us. What? No. <laughs> Cheapest that I could use the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to uh, wrap up.